This is uh, Spanner from the Spanner Rig Show. We're here with Rick Becker uh, running for uh, U.S. Senate. So I want to ask you, number one, you uh, raised in North Dakota, went to UND. Yep. Tell me something that you love about North Dakota. Uh, I think what I like is the, the sense of the pace. Um, you know, if, when I've been out to New York city, I'm just like, I can't handle this for more than two hours. So there's a, there's a sort of simple pace. I think, you know, I like to say that, that the, uh, the folks here are, are more plain spoken. What I mean by that is, you know, they, they what they say is what they mean kind of a thing. And, um, and I think there's a sense of honesty too, but, um, I would just say the pace. So, uh, I asked that, and you, you kind of gave me a perfect answer to lead into my next question. So, uh, when you run for U.S. Senate, I mean, that puts, that's going to transplant you a little bit, you know, into Washington, D.C., you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think it's an unbelievable sacrifice, but, you know, and I was a Division One coach, and I couldn't get back to North Dakota quick enough. Uh, you know, tell me about, yeah. about the sacrifice and, you know, and wanting to do that and what, you know the cause maybe <clears throat> right so i mean you're right it is a sacrifice and i don't i don't you usually talk about that because uh, i think to a lot of people it's like oh yeah sure whatever you know it's you just want to go to the big game but um you know i had some national folks come by a little over a year ago year and a half ago to discuss possibly running for senate and um and I gave it some thought and I just, I just came to the conclusion. I it's, it wasn't for me. I don't want to go out to Washington DC and live there. Um, but when I made the decision to re- uh, retire from the state legislature, then I don't know. I just things I saw things kind of in a different light and clearly no one else was stepping up to the plate. I, the, the concern that I have is that although say, you know, my opponent, uh, John Hoven is a nice guy, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think he represents what I want to have out in DC. And I, I, you know, we're on a, we're on a course, we're on a collision course and I'm not even sure if it's, if, if we can still turn the ship around, but I know we have to try. No one else is stepping up. I, I, I just felt compelled. I, I have to give it a try. I have to go in there and, and I can't have this sense of the uh, importance to the country of turning things around and then not try and do something. So that's what it comes down to. That's kind of good. Uh, leads me to my next one. So my mantra when I coach and, you know, in my house and my kids got me a shirt and whatnot, uh, you know, be a lion, not a sheep. So if you're going to represent mm-hmm. North Dakota, I mean, uh, tell us a little bit about you, your household, you know, uh, we have a saying in our household, uh, don't let, board games deteriorate in a random max of kindness you know <laughs> last time i played monopoly my <laughs> my 10 year old daughter i landed on boardwalk and she had a stack of houses on there and she's like don't even worry about counting the money dad uh just hand it all over <laughs> no deals yeah. you're out you know uh tell me about your household a little bit uh how competitive is it you know uh they always say the spain house is like a lion's but, den so <laughs> oh that's great uh, yeah, the, the, I've, I have three boys and a girl 
and they're all very close. So four kids and they are uh, five years apart. I think actually like two weeks short of being five years apart, first to fourth. And so of course, when the, when they're that close, there's a lot of competition and um, boy, I mean, and my daughter, she, she is feisty because she's the youngest, you know, she had to really fend for herself. The uh, it's, it's always been competitive. You know, it's interesting too, because uh, it was competitive like you would expect in a, in a, in a rowdy little household for typical, you know, physical games and so forth. But like you said, board games, um, or even you might say like uh, debate or whatever, you know, like discussing and wanting to have the best argument, but I, it's all, it's all good. You know, the kids were, were always, I think, competitive in a good way where, you know, you always hear about how competition helps, uh, what do they say, sharpen the steel, right? And so, yeah, they, they, uh, all four of them, I feel very confident. Uh, they're out in the world. They're all adults and, and out of college now. And um, I have no concerns at all that they can't fend for themselves. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. I mean, that's the kind of person you probably want fighting for our state. And, you know, for me, I, you know, I was out of, you know, coaching Division One, and I, I just wanted to get back to North Dakota because I love North Dakota. So, uh mm-hmm. Let me ask you this one. You know, yeah. this, this is a sports show here. North Dakota high school sports are important. You know, uh, mm-hmm. tell me what's your feeling on uh, the importance of uh, what, what athletics, you know, kind of breeds or teaches or gives to kids. You know, what are the benefits in your mind since North athletics are such a big deal in North Dakota? Yeah, well, there, I mean, there's a couple of things that the, the 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 easy one to discuss is um you know the importance the importance of of the the physicality the exercise instead of sitting um you know especially now versus say a generation or two ago um where it's it's important not to be tied to a screen and and not getting any physical healthy exercise but more important than that, you know, you asked about sports specifically, because of course, just being outside and, and being active is going to give you that sports specifically, I would say, you know, I a lot of times I praise the my history with the Boy Scouts of America. And I think sports offers high school sports and junior high sports uh, offer a lot of the same thing. And that is understanding how to uh, work with other people to achieve some goals, uh, understanding um, and being able to take direction, to take to take orders. Uh, now that's kind of weird coming from me because I'm sort of a <laughs> I'm sort of a you know uh, a guy that says we should always question orders. But uh, when you want to affect change, there there must be leaders and there must be people that um, put put their trust. Uh, in leaders and work with their leaders. In this case, we're talking about coaches and assistant coaches. Um, but we might be talking about the team captain as well, where you recognize that you are all coming together for a specific purpose. Uh, you uh, and, and we could dive deeper and say, well, you also learn about strategy, you learn about um, sometimes the importance of not trying to go for personal glory, but you when the when the whole when you are acting like a team, that's how you can achieve that final goal. Whereas if you're, um, 
you know, think about when kids are playing soccer, right? Trying to teach them the importance of passing the ball rather than trying to drive it down to the net every time. Yeah. So there's, there's a cooperative, cooperative play. You can take all sorts of things that you learn in high school sports to the executive boardroom. Um, so yeah, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of benefits. So that leads me to the next one. You know, you, if you, you know, you're going off to Washington. So let, let, let me, let me ask this five foot five kid at century high school super athletic mm-hmm. six foot two kid century high school equal athleticism do they both deserve the right to get those benefits and i know that's a loaded question so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm just gonna take it a step further point i'm trying to make maybe the five foot five kid can't make the team just based on height and length maybe maybe his only chance to make the team is maybe at shiloh christian right so do you believe that funding for education should, I'm, I'm, I'm going with an athletic perspective on this, should okay. fund the system or fund the student? Does that make sense? Can the kid take his tax money so he has a chance to play in, well, in, at Silo versus you know, being stuck at a school where he can't even make the team or he can't be the Barry Sachs on the, in the band or he can't, you know, they, they can't get a role in the, in the school play or whatnot. How do you, what's your feeling on that? So, um, yeah, I've had, it's interesting that you bring this question up in the context of high school sports and being able to go to a, a, to a school in which you can maybe excel or have a, maybe a better opportunity for scholarship possibilities. Um, I've been a very strong advocate of money following the kid for a number of reasons. Again, I hadn't thought of sports um, primarily, you know, the, you should, a parent should be able to send their child to whatever school um, is best for their child. And there are a number of reasons for that, uh, that you'd, you'd give consideration, but it's not only just um, this, this public school or that public school, but it's also, um, this public school or this private school or this home school or this online school, you know, I think that if there is an amount of money that government is spending on a child per pupil per year, it really matters not where it's being spent. It, the parents are the ones that are going to know what's best for my kid. So, yeah, I mean, in, in, in the same context with, with high school sports, if, um, if there's, if there's a, better opportunity for their student that they, where they think they'll excel and they'll have greater opportunities, they should use it. Next one, and I only got, I got two questions left, but the next one is, uh, this is a big sure. topic right now. Uh, you know, and I got a daughter in fifth grade and uh, I spent 25 years as a, as a women's collegiate coach kind of fighting for the, you know, the, the, uh, a, a, the girl's right to have the same opportunity as, as the guys competing, you know, and, Yep. As you know, in 72, they passed Title IX with 25 years to comply, right, 1997. And the world's made massive jumps in women's athletics since 1997. And uh, now we have this, you know, there's, there's guys transitioning to girls and they're competing in the, in the women's divisions. And, uh, and, and many of them are, are, you know, are completely dominating. Um, yeah. You know, 
and I, I don't care really what happens in Seattle or New York or whatnot. In, in North Dakota, you know, uh, North Dakotans kind of, where do you stand? They want to know where you stand on, you know, uh, preserving the women's right to compete equally. Right. Well, yeah, I'm at completely in favor of that. We had, we had a bill for that, and I, I voted for it. I advocated strongly for it. There's no... Listen, I don't, this whole transgender thing, I feel terribly bad for folks that, that feel like they're trapped in the wrong body. Uh, you know, I don't, it must be horrible. Uh, and if there are students that feel that way, I can't, I feel, I feel terribly for students that are in that type of situation, but we can't upset our whole world and our whole society. Um, and, you know, w- clearly there are two genders. Clearly, there are some physical advantages that biological males have over biological females in in several areas, hence the importance for separation of the sports. When you start allowing men who, um, in in their mind, are women, and even if they're transitioning, whether it's uh, uh, chemically or surgically, they, uh, it's, they're, they're still men. They still have that physical advantage. Um, you know, and, and I guess the exception would be if they transition before puberty or before completing puberty. But in my mind, that's frankly, that's chi- severe child abuse. Yeah, no, it's just, uh, it's an interesting, uh, an interesting topic. Uh, but I'll leave it this one, the last one. You're a UND grad, yep. right? So yep. <laughs> a little more of a fun question, but, you know, it's something maybe you can give all the North Dakotans out there, for those who have not been to a UND hockey game, can you tell them a little bit, two minutes, what are they missing? Is it something that you should experience as a North Dakotan? Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, it's, it's part of the culture. It's like just like you said, the, uh, the barbecue that they need to go to in Kansas City. You can't spend time in North Dakota and go to the UND hockey game. Um, I mean, well, for one thing, the stadium we have now is phenomenal. Uh, I am a little sad that they put the uh, they put the damper on throwing dead gophers on the ice when we play Minnesota. Uh, but but yeah, it's thrilling. I mean, it's like it's you're, it's it's the it's big time there, and uh, you got the entire crowd just jazzed every single game. So it's a great opportunity, definitely. You you bring up the gophers. Your your wife's a gopher. Your you know your former yep. Sue now fighting hawk. Uh, when they play yeah. in hockey, is that kind of a big deal in the family? Or yes, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I can get on her side with, with Gopher football, um, and but when it comes to uh, hockey and those rare occasions when when U of M plays uh, Grand Forks, yeah, no, then that's the only time that we are uh, definitely on opposite sides. <laughs> well, that's cool. So. Uh... I'll give you 20 seconds to tell us something about yourself. Maybe your, uh, you know, your Amazon Prime, Game of Thrones. What's your, like, guilty pleasure? If you've got some time, you're going to burn, you're going to watch some TV. Tell North Dakota, what's, what are you going to burn your time on? Well, I don't, I don't watch a lot of TV, but what my wife and I will do is try and find uh, a fun series, you know, whether – whether it's uh, Ozark or whether it's Young Pope or Dexter, you know, we kind of do that. I hate to watch more than 
45 minutes or an hour at TV uh, a night. Uh, that's, that's probably our guilty pleasure. I like to, in that same area, I like to play Oculus Quest, <laughs> you know, Beat Saber and some of those games. Uh, that's kind of uh, my, my thing. Nice. I, uh, I love Ozark. And my wife and I are the same. We'll pick, yeah. a, we'll pick a series that's already completed. You know, so we're not like tied yeah. to some time or whatever. Uh, you know, uh, but our fa- our favorite on Netflix is uh, Peaky Blinders. So the next time oh, I've heard you, that's uh, good. That's that one's a good one. I really appreciate you coming on. That was awesome, informative, and uh, perfect. Thanks. Yeah. Well, it was fun being on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. I'll talk with you later. Yep.